Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Nylander and the Netminders. That is the extent to which the Maple Leafs can say that uh, they had players that actually, well, they were all in California, but the ones that were like physically, not like beyond physically there, spiritually, mentally, you know, engaged. I think that's endless. Nylander, the net miners. That was a pretty awful road trip. One point from three games. The Maple Leafs lose 2-1 to the Anaheim Ducks. We stayed up to watch all of it, and we're going to talk about all of it. And we can finally put an ending on this chapter of the Maple Leaf season, one that was not very enjoyable for us. We made it. We made it to the end of the California road trip. That's all that matters for us, really. It was supposed to be sunshine. And it was just darkness. It was just all darkness. Like, there wasn't a single good solitary moment on this trip. Think about it. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me think. We had a highlight real goal for Mitch Marner. Oh, that's great. Good for him. We had a... Brilliant goal tonight or last night from William Nylander. We had Jack Campbell apologizing for being great. Twice. Jack Campbell finally hears from his harshest critic. We had Jack Campbell. We had Frederick Anderson play really well too. That's true. He did get it. Yeah. Fre- everything was lined. So everything was lined in awfulness. Frederick Anderson played great and shut the Kings out. So and there, they lost. There were legitimate positives, and the Maple Leafs still found a way to get only one point and undo all the progress they made towards the postseason in the week previous when they won three in a row because they gave away five of possible six points in California against three bad teams, the the two last of which, L.A. and Anaheim, are basically running out a glorified American Hockey League team. I want, you, I want to read you the top six of Anaheim's defense. I want to read you Anaheim's entire defense core that they put out against the Leafs tonight. Keep in mind. This is a Leafs team that has Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Zach Hyman. The list, the list goes uh, on. Essentially, they have too many players so that they have too many really good players that some of them will never go to all-star games because there's it's just there's not enough, you know. We just you just can't have that many. William Nylander just got his 30th goal of the season tonight and he wasn't even in the all-star conversation cuz the Leafs had they had three players go to the all-star game this year. He may never be because of who Because ahead of that. Of yeah. The Leafs have the Leafs are again, like we we have to qualify this with everything that we say about the Leafs. They're spending 13 million dollars over the salary cap to contain that much talent on their roster. And the Leafs went out against a defense corps that had a first pairing of Larson, don't know the first name, don't know the and first I name. didn't 
I consciously didn't even look it up. I didn't want to. I think it's better for the podcast. We don't know. Right. And Michael Delzato, who's basically still here. You know, in the last five years, his greatest accomplishment is being a part of a team that won a Stanley Cup, but not seeing the ice. He's. I, I was just. I saw a cup photo with Delzato. Yeah, I was just happy he's still here. I guess. Like, good for him. He's still making money. Great. First pairing, Michael Delzato. Okay, who's next? Gooley. Guile. Guile. Gooley. No, I don't know. Don't know the first the name Guardians, there either. Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't reference. know. That's a, that's an old book. That's a it's a children's book, Justin. Okay. Um, and uh, Matt, I'm assuming Matt Irwin. Yeah, I think uh, I do know him based on the Predators Cup run. I believe may have yes, played he was, some third he was pairing on the minutes on yeah. a Stanley Cup uh, challenger. He may or may not be the older brother of someone I played hockey with back in the day, but I don't want to put my stake, my flag in that because okay, I so might be li- wrong. A little bit more information on Irwin, but still pretty bad. <laughs> so it's very pertinent information too. <laughs> and then Christian Juice. I only I, know him because of that amazing because tweet. Because of the puns. Yeah. Yes. And Hakenpa. Great name, but that's about it. And Austin Matthews. John Tavares, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, et cetera, et cetera, were limited to one goal on them. Yeah, they were. That is... I, I, you're unfairly putting William Nylander in that bucket, Sorry, though. yes. William Nylander played... William Nylander, William Nylander was the team tonight. Yeah. That's it. Like, it was... Like, this isn't even one of those games where you go out and you scream and you get mad and, you know, you drop an F-bomb on the podcast and you have to clear that F-bomb with your producer... And then you have to you have to bleep that f bomb out and all the social cutouts because uh, you don't want to you don't want to get flagged for inflammatory language. Uh, this is just one of those games where what do you even say? Like what what do you even say? It, it's just this team looks broken right now, and we've said this so many times. And I'm so tired of watching this game and coming down here and looking right at you in the camera, listener or viewer, and saying I don't know what's going on. If it weren't for Nylander they would have been shut out in consecutive games for the first time in over five years. And that wouldn't even be the low point in their season. It might not be the third or fourth lowest point in the season. That doesn't crack the top five. Which is amazing. And they almost got shut out, again, only because of one individual play. Like, there was no one else who played a single role on that. There was nothing. That was one guy who did everything. And if it wasn't for that, they would have been shut out by two teams that are way into the lottery are basically just holding over patchwork to try and get to next season because they have no interest in winning games right now or no need at least in winning games right now. Like this is this is a huge missed opportunity. This is the last favorable little pocket in their schedule. The Leafs just lost or got 1 point out of a possible 6 to a team whose best goal differential is minus 38. Incredible. The Kings have the best goal differential out of those three teams, and it's or the Sharks do, and it's minus thirty-eight. And the Leafs got held to three three goals across those three games. That's insane. It's wild. That is like, I don't even like again. I don't know what to say about that. The good thing is we're going to make it an effort to have this podcast be shorter than all the other ones. So I can't because wait. you don't know what to say. Let's quickly move on yeah. to your takeaway and get going here because. We're just going to anger ourselves even more for wasting. Not even, not, it doesn't matter. It's Friday night. I'm not going to do anything anyway. Yeah, we don't have I'd lives. I'd be sleeping, though. It'd be nice. Yes. But instead, we're going to be here till, you know, 1, 2 a.m. for three nights, th- three or four we're nights. We're going to be here. It's currently 1 a.m. We're going to be here till last three. four nights. Yeah. 
the three <laughs> since we started doing this probably the three Latest. worst games at least yeah. in succession there's been a lot of ups and downs but at least a lot to talk about mm-hmm. there's been nothing to talk about with these games because they've been so bad but by golly we found it and we, we've by golly we've hit the 40 minute mark every time okay so let's move through it your takeaway, Mike. Uh, time is a construct. It's my it's my catchphrase at this point because it is. it is these games have made me like honestly forfeit my concept of what time is. I can't like I my my sleep schedule is is way off track right now. My internal clock is screaming at me. I don't know what day it is. I don't know you know what year it is. I don't know what's happening. Who's the president? Who's you know what the number one movie of the box office is. I have no idea. And these it's because of these games, when you watch these games, you turn it on and they're so boring and they happen so late at night. And they're with just such, they're in these West coast barns that have such muted color palettes. And just like, you just lose, you, you dive into a black hole of awfulness. And this is, that's what it is like this. This game specifically was the cherry on top where nothing was happening. It wasn't even, if we're going to watch a game with the Leafs and they play bad, just, I want them to at least just get spanked then. Because then we have stuff to talk about. Then we can react. Then there's at least goals and reaction and people losing their minds. But this was just a slow degradation of sanity. I'd love to see them just lose a game in which it's competitive on both sides. Like just, just lose a, fun, a normal hockey a fun, game. It doesn't have to be 6-5. It doesn't have to be one nothing in a goaltender's duel and, and really fun in that regard. I just want both teams to play well and someone to win a game so it's not like we're pointing fingers or we're like miserable watching it like it's it's just it's just decayed it's all eroded away all the fun that it was that was being had when Sheldon Keith first got here all the offense everything it's all being eroded away all the fun has been zapped from this team and it's really inexplicable when you look at all the fun players on their lineup this is on them like this is like there are no more excuses We, we cover this in the David Ayers episode but like this team has done, or the management group and the coaching staff has done everything for these players. They've gotten rid of the coach. They didn't like the coach. They got rid of the coach. It was supposed to turn everything around. They needed a tough guy. They went and got a tough guy. They needed a back a goalie. Went and they got back a goalie. Both of those guys did their job tonight. Exactly. Too. And I mean, Clifford, you can Clifford I guess you can quibble on game. that, but he did the one thing like that he can do that no one else can do. I exactly. Guess. And Jack Campbell played a phenomenal performance. Like it was this was it was a great another amazing game by Jack Campbell, and yet. This these players have shown time and time again that they're just not ready. Like they're just not ready to go out and be one of the elite teams. And I guarantee you, they play Tampa next game. They're gonna go out. They're gonna beat Tampa, and we're gonna be lulled back into you know the sense like the idiots we are saying, "Oh, but this team they turned it around. They're back from the precipice." Like they when they were about to go on this road trip, what did we say? We said they're going to California two days early. They're gonna get comfortable again. This is making us worried. And what did they do? They went to California. They got comfortable again. And they crapped the bed against the three three of the worst teams in the league, against three of the worst goalies in the league, save for or not two of the worst goalies in the league. John Gibson's fine. Or great, even. But like this is just this was an embarrassing three games. This team cannot give you the second you think this team is going to do something or turn a corner, they immediately fall back in their own habits. The second they take their they take their foot off the cliff of their season, like we said time and time again, they get comfortable and they get lulled into the sense of that, that things are owed to them, that things are going to be easy. How how many lessons do they have to learn before they just put a... Like, aside from, from results, how many lessons are they going to have to learn before they put they go out every night 
and just perform for 60 straight minutes. You win, your lo- you win, you lose, it doesn't matter. How many times are they going to need to be embarrassed for them to go out and just try and do their jobs for as long as they're paid to do their jobs? I don't know. Maybe never. I'm just disappointed in myself. Yeah, I we was, are the fools. I was the moron. No, I was the moron, though, oh. that thought after the Martin Marincin winner <laughs> against Vancouver that the stress ball that the Maple Leafs were would be sort of alleviated. This team could go to California, have fun, play loose, and beat up on three bad teams. Oh, how I was wrong. Well, you know what? They're not going to be on social media now, so that'll turn everything Why, why not? Why? It's because Mitch Marner said maybe the Leafs should stay off social media. That might have been a good idea months ago. Um, He's really earning that A. That's a great leadership move right there. <laughs> yeah. If anyone really deserves to be part of the leadership core on the Leafs, it's the team puppy. That's for sure. Ooh. Okay. You want to expand Oh, on am that? I a little too harsh on, on uh, Mitch Marner it, there? No, no, no. Okay, we, do we want to get... No, we got to get to my takeaway No, take we got to... Yes. I wanted to be You put a lot of thought here. into this takeaway. I, I, I have no idea why... Okay, it, it was the decision here was made in haste, but I do want to point out how well the goalies did on this trip. If yes. there's one positive to take, it's that, you know, like that. this was all, all the focus coming in on this trip was how they were going to uh, manipulate the goaltending situation. Was Campbell going to get his start versus LA? Was Anderson going to, you know, play again after being sort of worked every other night? And they made the, the decision to go with the backup twice and Anderson with like the, the maximum rest he could possibly ask for in the perfect ideal situation. And they, it worked out perfectly. The goaltenders, like for for the goalies, the goaltenders, the, the goaltenders gave you everything on this trip. Goaltending is half the battle, yep. and the and the two goaltenders did everything in their capabilities really to put their team in the best position to win, and they still only came up with one point out of six. That's how bad they played. That the, it was almost it belied their goaltending performances, the the success they had on this trip, which is which is usually the other way around. You can cover up all the the warts and the mistakes in your game if you have great goaltending. The Maple Leafs got great goaltending and still could not overcome themselves. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Leafs, like, I, I just, I don't understand this team. Like, I, again, we'll say it again. I just don't understand this team. Like, they... they Here's the thing. We, we aren't going to. We never are. Like We're this not is, going to. This it's is over. the puzzle it's, that will never be solved. This is not... And the, the best part of that, that or the, the glass half full outlook there is we have nothing but negative expectations, even if they get to the playoffs. 
So maybe they'll surprise us. Playoffs. Like that's the only thing you can hang your head on. Playoffs. Your head on. I just want to win a game. Winning a game would be nice. No, I actually know that reference. Good, you fantastic. got it. Okay, oh, let's man. get into the meat of this game. Guys, is there this something is history. That, history in well, the making. Well, it's a sports reference. No, I, I mean, it's not <laughs> pop culture. Is it pop culture? I don't know. Sports are pop culture. It's just you know, thirty thousand Sports Center top tens have mm-hmm. featured that clip, so it's hard to avoid it. Okay, where, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start here? Um, because we're already fifteen minutes in. And oh, we are. Jeez, that's Cody, way too much. Cody Cece's return. Uh, chewed up really early. I mean, the trans, the Anaheim Ducks transition offense just absolutely took advantage of him trying to get up to speed. Uh, he was quickly matched with Murder Marinchin as they promoted Callie Rosen as to sort of put together a pair that needed to be sheltered and probably was the rest of the way. Uh, he was not the savior, not at all. Callie Rosen remains more of an impact guy in terms of uh, someone coming in. Uh, maybe, you know, once you have Riley, things help from that regard. But this was no, like, it was like, well, you know, you've been missing CeCe because it's so dire back there. But really, you probably weren't really at all. This, yeah, this is a great reminder. A lot of fans got lulled into the sense, ourselves included, we're not fans, but ourselves included of, you know, oh man, like at least CeCe comes back. He's going to, you know, he might not be great in terms of the value. We said this last podcast, his his actual value that he brings on the ice, not going to be super great. But he'll at least let people like Rasmus Sandin, for instance, slot back into the roles that they're best suited for. Nope. 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 Cody Cece's going to go out there and he is going to be bad, as he always has been. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to give the benefit of the doubt to a player that has almost 500 games. He should at least be able to tie up his man in front or at least diagnose the play as it's happening. Find the right guy to put a stick or body on as to prevent you know that first goal from going in so yeah you know this why i don't know why we had all these expectations just because the situation changes doesn't mean that cody cc's value is going to enhance at all not that he's going to be a better player all of a sudden maybe yeah. uh, like at the backdrop against you know timothy Lilligren or whatever sure he might have more situational know-how but the one who has more talent is clearly rasmus sandin even though he's getting out muscled in front recently at least he's so is cody Cece. at least he's at least he's engaged with the yeah. guy who's stationed in front of the net uh well you know it, it was only a one it was only one example where he got i guess feasted on uh but it happened and it cost the leaves cody Cece's one of those big for nothing players he's a big guy big body it's got him a lot of jobs a lot of ice time he does nothing with it. He's like Frederick. He's like the defensive version of Frederick Gauthier. He's the, he's he's blessed with size, blessed with, you know, with being an absolute unit. And he's he does. Bri- he's bricked up too. Like he's a big yeah, guy, he's, but he's, it's not like a hockey frame, really. No, I guess defensemen are built a little bit differently, but he's it's it is a different sort of build that he has, and I wonder if it it's sort of just it's sort of limiting, limiting the way he's he's sort of. Uh, built, I guess, physically. I don't know. Uh, again, like Cody sees is just such an enigma with this in terms of a hockey player. Like he, he, everything he's ever done in his career hints towards him being not equipped to be in the NHL, and yet he keeps getting chances. Good news. It seems that Morgan Riley is going to come back at least at some point next week. He might not be in the lineup Tuesday against Tampa, but Thursday is a possibility apparently. And we're all going to be reminded of how bad defensively Morgan Riley is. Like I mean, I, if we're going to take a pessimistic look on it, which I think we're warranted after this after this road trip, like, yeah, it's going to be great. He's going to be back and hopefully be healthy and he'll, you know, be able to let some guys slot into different positions and, and play some tough minutes. 
But again, like Morgan Riley is not a defensive savant coming in to save the Leafs. He was a he was a defensive problem even during his even during his you know seventy six point or however many points he got last year campaign. And that's going to be another reminder. Like the Leafs, when you look at the, the way the defense is shaped right now. Like I I just don't think that they're set up for success. Well, this is the way they've they've constructed their roster though. Like Morgan Riley is the epitome of the way they want to do things. I mean Tyson Berry's sort of the the shiny toy in that sense of like he's going to be the guy that's all offense, going to change the way we play. But Morgan Riley is their guy. He's the one that sets the tone at the back end. He's the guy who's supposed to drive the way they want to play, which is to play their best defense by just playing offense all the time. So uh, Morgan Riley is sort of synonymous with that sort of fact or that way that they want to be. Uh, And obviously this lineup is better when he's in it. Uh, but will he have that immediate impact? He's been laboring all season with one injury. Uh, it seems like another one is the one that actually took him out of the lineup. So he's gonna. it's going to take a while probably for him to get up to speed uh, as it seems to have done with Cody Cece. If you're going to go all in on our defense as our offense, then score more than one goal against the worst teams in the league. Like it's, you can't, like that, that was the whole thing with the power play too. They're, oh, you know what? Our toughness is our power play. Yeah, cheap shot us, we'll get you back on the power play. And then their power play was doing nothing. Okay, let's go from power play to segue to Mitch Marner, because those are the main two topics I believe that we still have. Uh, And just the overall concept of why the Leafs can't score is something we'll touch on as well. The power play was brutal coming in. It was brutal again tonight. I believe they were 0 for 3. They were 0 for 11 coming in in their last four games three for 28 coming in so now we're looking at three for the last 31 oh for their last 14 uh it's it was supposed to be you know paul mcfarland right yeah what he did with florida boy what he genius did, what he did with lesser parts in florida I, I don't know if they were the first or second best power play in the league last year second. but they were way up there yeah they were second it is so stale i mean we we've we've talked about the problems on the power play the problems haven't changed it either goes through Mitch Marner or Tyson Berry. One of those two ends up taking what is a weak and un, uninspired shot from wherever they are stationed. They're trying to get the, the puck to Austin Matthews, but everybody knows what they're trying to do, which is to get the puck to Austin Matthews. They actually tried something that they did all of the previous seasons, which was flip Matthews and Marner. They only did it for one one minute stretch on their third power play of the game. It didn't yield anything of significance, but you like to see at least them change something because the power play, believe it or not, is what's killing this team right now. I think we've established on this podcast now that we're both very dumb. And if and if both of us dummies can figure out what the Leafs are going to do on every power play sequence, then the smart established hockey men have definitely figured it out. They should have. It is... They just do the exact same... It's a Babcockian way of doing things. I don't think that 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 stench from from the whole construction of how they make this team or how they do operate business has has been purged from the team. They just keep... they, They have one idea of the way they do things, and even though it hasn't worked out and it keeps not working out, they're going to be like, you know what? Stick with it. Keep grinding. Are they de- that much different than the Edmonton Oilers? Like you watch the Edmonton Oilers power play first in the league, and they're coming up with these little plays that involve obviously two of the best players in the entire world. But the little things that they do in certain situations, they have this. No one ever did what Leon, what McDavid and Drysaitel do with the backhand two-touch feed. Yeah, like that's just something that they invented. It would be nice to see something of innovation from this group because they have all that talent. Like let's see something actually develop. It's skills work at practice it's this and that 
There's no excuse for them to not bring any creativity to their power play at all. And they do this skill work at practice. Like they 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 got the tunes pumping. But it's not power play work. Like it's the same. You watch them at practice. They do the same stuff over and over again, which is work on it. Like that's what I hated about the Babcock practices. The worst thing ever because they would do the same thing. They would do the, the line rushes where they'd skate. They'd get some sweat into their gear. Then they'd break off into two sides and work on the power play and nothing would ever change. It was all very stagnant as it is right now. And is it and stagnant? And it's not that much different now. Like other than, I guess- Paul can- McFarland's still trying to do the same things. I I think we need to litigate. We're not going to do it on this podcast, obviously, because we don't want to go too late. But I think if this keeps up even more, we need to litigate the two assistant coaching hires this season. Because it's not like the, the Leafs special teams were some of their strong suits last year. And they fired both of the people who ran them and replaced them with two interesting hires. Smith left, right, on his own. Well, volition. yes, but like they weren't going to retain him. Right. Like they, they were like, they were, I think it was more of like a, you got a job offer. Sweet. Go take it, man. You should definitely go do that. Yes. You should definitely not turn down that offer. Cause I'm not saying you don't have one here, but like, it would just be smart if you went and go, go, go and at least have that conversation. Regardless, probably a good decision. Yes. Uh, I think, I think it was, it was a good decision, but they replaced these two people and they're, they've immediately gone down. And I think the biggest problem here is not problem, but I think the biggest question mark and inconsistency here is David Haxtell. That was a weird hire at the time, and the results have not been pretty under two head coaches. I don't understand it. Don't get it. Just like with many things on this team. And it, we're at a point now in the season where uh, it's it's gone from innocent confusion to what the hell is going on. That seems like the next bullet, right? If, if they don't progress and nothing comes of this season and ends up being far worse than the previous three, you'd think even know he used his coaching bullet midseason – uh, that Sheldon Keefe will probably get the opportunity to choose who he wants to oh, yeah. work with uh, in uh, obvious communication with Kyle Dubas. I bet one of them will be a former Sue Greyhound. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, keep it in the family. Uh, oh, what they will not be able to have a redo on is the Mitch Marner contract. Now, and we're not going to relitigate the Mitch Marner contract no, right now, not. but it's time to probably talk about his performance of late. Uh, it's been bad. He is as connected to the failures of the Maple Leafs power play as anyone. I would he say is, he's he the is central usually, opponent of he it. He's usually the guy who's lugging the puck in. He's usually the guy who's handling the puck and trying to get it to uh, the other side where Austin Matthews is ready with uh, the trigger finger. Uh, he's The points are there. He could actually get – his points per game could be even better than last year when he was a dominant two-way force on a line with John Tavares and Zach Hyman for most of it. Um, but you cannot look at just his points and tell me that he's having a f- superb season. No way. Not in any, it is. Any it was sort of all on display tonight. There was a, there was frustration. There was there were mistakes. There was discombobulation. There was inability to sort of handle the puck with you know any efficiency at all. There was a bad penalty, a selfish penalty that put the Leafs yep. uh, potentially in a hole. Um, it was not a banner night for Mitch. I guess it drove him to go on his zero dark thirty. Uh, <laughs> social media media self-imposed ban uh whether he does that or not that you know that doesn't matter much he's just got to play better he yeah this has been i don't care how many points you have i don't care what your uh, you know goals above replacement are mitch marner has not had a good season like he is he's had flashes but when you make the money that he is making you, you forfeit your right to have caveats and asterisks and 
Well, I mean, yeah, he hasn't looked good in certain points, but, you know, there's this great stretch he had. No, like, you you have to perform every night. You don't get nights off. And Mitch Marner has taken so many nights off. And I think that, honestly, the biggest problem with him is you paid, or at least it was the biggest failing of the Leafs, is yes, Mitch Marner is a phenomenal player. He's fantastically talented. Great. But in the modern NHL, with the way the game is going, how can you justify paying a guy nearly $11 million, that superstar franchise cornerstone level money, to a guy who is not a goal threat in any regard? Yeah, the problem is he's not going to score, and you don't even want him to try to score You more. don't even want him to shoot. You like, don't you want really him to shoot, don't. because every time he shoots, that's the end of the power play, because it softly hits... Uh, a part of the padding on the net miner and is covered up or he rifles it misses the net and it goes uh, out he just clears the puck by himself how is his shot this bad still like how is it like you would expect it to be like this as a rookie because yeah you know he's he's young and he's getting his strength like this is his fourth season in the league how is it how is it still a butterfly it's only a slight exaggeration to say that 95% of the time when he's shooting the puck it's not the best decision and with Austin Matthews, 95% of the time when he shoots the puck, it's the best decision. Absolutely. It's such, there's such a stark contrast between the effectiveness of their two shots. It's pretty remarkable. Well, yeah, it's like Mitch but, Marner. But it's also not surprising. Like, that's just, it's not his thing. He's not the strongest guy, whatever. Like, he, that's just not a strength of his game. He's supposed to be the guy setting up Austin Matthews. Uh, but unfortunately, he's getting paid like a guy who can score 50 goals. He's getting paid like a guy who should be able to run a team on his own. And it's and a problem. If, and if Mitch Marner was the only player making this money on the team, if Mitch Marner was was the the straw that stirs the drink, it would be a pretty bad tasting drink. And it would be less of a problem if he did what William Nylander has been doing the past two games, which is do more than just your obvious, uh, than display your obvious capabilities. Yeah, like he there was a there was just intent from him. He was doing more. It was it was the defense being just as good as the offense. We saw that with his goal tonight. I mean, it was basically born out of a a uh, he just refused to give up possession of the puck but he just he, went and got it by himself and turned defense into offense and showcased all of his skills which is he can be a very good defensive forward when he wants to be and he also has the skills to match so if Marner last year Marner was on one of the best two-way lines in hockey yeah so he played quality defensive hockey all of last season last year he was a big part in mostly shutting down the Marshawn Bergeron Pasternak exactly. line in a seven game playoff and, series and now it seems like his job is exclusively to just play offense to feed Matthews that can't be it anymore no and that makes me think that they should probably change these lines up or the top pairings up but like we've done because John Tavares doesn't look that good either Mitch Marner has like the biggest okay the biggest proponent of of what he put everyone through in the summer with his contract was everyone was looking at the totals and going look John Tavares had a career season next to Mitch Marner and yes he's putting up points right now but Mitch Marner has made each line that he's on not look good like he's i, I he's just not playing up to the snuff of what a player who's making franchise cornerstone money is going to make. And, I, and I'm and i sorry, but if you demanded that amount of money, you're going to be judged on that scale for the rest of your career, as long as you are making that money. Oh, that's the problem with the game. We'll never evaluate Mitch Marner the same. It's now connected to what he what he makes. Yes. And the three previous seasons, it was great because it was it was basically found money. It was a player yeah. getting paid basically... Less than a million dollars. You know, less than a million, close to league minimum, whatever you want to call it. 
it was just all gravy all the time. But now he has a standard to live up. And I'm sure that plays into his struggles that he that he's being judged entirely different. And he brought it up today about social media. Apparently, he's hearing that because if he brought up social media, he's seen something on social media. I wonder, though, if Austin Matthews is sitting on the bench and he's watching Nylander these last two nights. Didn't you think he's thinking, damn, I want to be playing with him again. Baby come back, that kind of thing? I mean, poof. Like, you would, yeah, you would definitely think so. They also, like... But he's already played that card. Has he? I mean, he's... Uh, there was this, the Zach Hyman thing where apparently he told Babcock he didn't want to play with him. Now he wants to play with him, it seems at least, because they are playing together. I thought so, he told Babcock he didn't want to play with Kapanen. I thought it was Hyman. I think it was Kapanen. He definitely... Knew, like, there was a big thing where he's like, Matthews did not want to play with Kapanen. I think, I think he said several requests. Yeah. Okay. So, but if you're so to say all this time that you want it, and it, we're just assuming. But that if you're Austin Matthews, you can have those requests. You can, but we're we're assuming that he wanted to play with Marner. They wanted to play together. They got that opportunity, and they looked good for the start. And they look good for the start. But I'm thinking now, if you're Austin Matthews, you're watching the way William Nylander's playing lately, that you want to be playing with him again. How like with all of these. This is a this is a thing again that like plays into what the hell is this team? Because how is it with all of these pieces, all this this chest of riches at your disposal, you can't put together f- four different line combinations that can stick and work. Every podcast we come back to this whole thing of oh they they got to do this, maybe this combination will work. Maybe this th- maybe putting this guy with this guy will spark this guy. Like you look at all the players that are on this roster. How do we have to keep bending over backwards to help spark Mitch Marner, to spark John Tavares? How, like these are these are players making eleven million dollars. You should not have to be you know requesting to play with a Zach Hyman or requesting to play with anyone else. You should be able to make this happen on your own. Connor McDavid, I know he's the best player in the whole world, but if you, but that should be the standard that you want to get to, especially if you're making comparable money. Look what he's been given. He's making it work with Josh Archibald. He was making it work with Thomas Yurcho at the start of the season. Like, come on. How many... You're playing... Austin Matthews had a phenomenal season, a career-best season. You can't put any of this on him. But Mitch Marner, he is a he is a playmaker, and he is playing with arguably the best pure goal scorer in the NHL right now. How can you not make that work? You're being paid $11 million. You're being given the chance to play with your best bud, who also happens to be arguably the best at what he does in a skill set that perfectly aligns with yours. And you are botching it. And it is not, I think, due to a lack of skill. It's due to a lack of effort. When, like, Mitch Marner, he it's not even that he doesn't try. It's that it's wasted energy. He looks like he's going out there and he tries to make it look like he's doing a lot. But what does he really accomplish? What is he really doing? I haven't seen him create separation. I haven't, cre- I haven't seen him make someone miss except for that highlight real goal, which is the same move he's pulled since Junior, by the way. Like, it's... <laughs> Again, going back to the whole, like, everyone's got their own patented move, and Marner's going to try that again next game if he gets in the opportunity, and the team's going to stop him. Like, it's, it's we, you know, rinse and repeat. Every time Casper Kapanen streaks down the wing, stops and cuts back, I want to jump out a window. I'm so sick of watching this team fall into their lulls. And if we're going to air out more grievances, let's keep going. Because we keep talking about how, you know, all of these middle-class players, it is not a coincidence that guys, and I don't want to put this on anyone, but I guess we have to. It's not a coincidence that immediately after the guys in the middle six, the good stories, get paid mid-year, they fall off a cliff. 
It is not a coincidence that right after Pierre Engvall signed a two-year extension, he vanished from the face of the earth. It's not a coincidence that right after jo- um, Justin Hall signed his two-year extension after sitting for 70 games last year, that he cannot make a breakout pass, which used to be his best thing. Like, it just... This... I don't understand what it has to take for this team to get motivated. I don't want to invent uh, invent rather an excuse for Mitch Marner, but I wouldn't be surprised at, if at the end of the season, hand injury, oh something, yeah, sure, oh yeah, because I, and just he was playing without a right arm. Did you know that? I wouldn't hold on. I wouldn't be surprised just because of the sheer amount of times we see the puck slip under his stick, bobble over his stick mishandling of the puck like it's getting to the point where it's strange then sit like (laughs) i I get it i I get it i'm just saying it's weird how this is happening it is and if you're hurt you sit and if you're not if you're not hurt like what is going on if you're not it's almost better for you to be hurt you you better be hurt. i mean it, it (laughs) it always is in that sense when there's like noticeable struggles because of what you think is an injury like it's nice to just be like okay you had that like geez this, that would have been tough this comparison gets brought up a lot where it was during that when the stand when the um the lightning made the stanley cup final a couple of years ago tyler johnson had a broken wrist couldn't shoot the puck but he kept going in the lineup and the lightning lost and it's tyler johnson right you want him in your lineup but he was a big big part of that team at that point but how much worse would it be would a would a would an ahl call up who can shoot the puck, how much worse would he be than a Tyler Johnson Ooh. who can't shoot the Ooh, puck? I don't know about that one. He was an important player for that team. Yeah, but back he then. couldn't shoot the Triplets. puck. Triplets. But he couldn't shoot it, didn't Justin. They go to the, didn't they go to the Eastern Conference final? They went yes, didn't they go they, to the Stanley Cup no, final? No, they went to. I mean, you got to do what you got to do with uh, that. No, they point. went to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. And yeah, and he was no, no, a big but part of that. In the Stanley Cup final, he was. it was all worn down and he couldn't shoot. I think he got injured in the cup in the Eastern Conference Finals. So went to the Cup Final and they lost. And a big part of that was that they just their offense dried up and he couldn't shoot. And I'm saying if Mitch Marner is hurt, get yourself right. Okay, we're t- we're we're very speculative now. Yes, and we but have to be mindful of the time. Absolutely, but so he has to. Let's be not go too da- okay. too far down that rabbit hole. But I th- basically I just want to wrap it up by saying like. <laughs> Why is this happening? Like it's 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 very strange, and I expect an explanation is what I'm going to say. Just to from, leave it at that. From me or from who? no at the end of the season because <laughs> oh, it's just yeah. strange. It's just weird that he has suddenly lost a lot of his sort of hand eye skills. Here's what here's what I think happened. Okay? No 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 no! Don't go too far. <laughs> no, I was going to make a movie reference, but then I realized mid sentence. Justin doesn't okay, watch. You movies. can tell me after, and then we can maybe bring it up later. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else we need to get to? Like we sort of touched on why the Leafs can't score. I think that was like the main overarching theme that we probably had to discuss because they almost got shut out twice in a row against bad teams. Um, but I think we've touched on it. We've touched we, on Marner. We've touched on the the power play struggles. We've touched on the middle class not being able to get it done. Austin Matthews can't score every game, even though it seems like the other two guys in the Rocket Richard race are. Um, but that's just, that's just what's going on right now. Like they seem to be stunted in all these different ways and they're, they're probably due for a breakout, but they were probably also due for a little lull because this is still the second highest scoring team in the league in terms of goals per game, despite what they've done on this, on this road trip. I think we for, we, we forge ahead. We, they have, you know, I think it's 12 games left, something like that. We're getting down to it. What, like, where do they go from here? They play Tampa next on March 10th. So we get a little breather, which is nice. Breather, also and a 7 p.m. start, which is fantastic. Thank the Lord, um, but they got Tampa, Nashville, Boston, New Jersey, 
Islanders, Columbus, Florida, Tampa again, Carolina, Ottawa, Washington, Detroit, Montreal. I have an idea. Yes. That Florida game. What is that? That March is 23rd? March 23rd. Why don't they just do or die that game? Yeah. Winner goes to the playoffs. It'd be a lot easier on us. It's both teams trying so hard to lose, but there must be a winner. It, there must be a winner between these two teams. The Leafs still have a five-point lead, but that's just because Florida has been idle. So <laughs> it's just because Florida has been idle. So they have a five-point lead, but they just gave away two games in hand over the last two nights. Awesome. So that's what you want. Uh, you know, it's it's they've sort of given back a lot of the progress that they've made, uh, and they're now going to have to face much stiffer competition if they're going to hold off the Florida Panthers, who again don't seem that much interested in winning either. So. Uh, it's it's these two teams. One of them is going to back into the back into the playoffs eventually. Uh, but you're right. We're about 12, whatever, 13 games away. If that was the 69th game tonight, nice. That means there's 13 left. Yeah. Uh, and the next one is the Tampa Bay Lightning Tuesday night. We will probably be a little bit more chipper then. I think we just will. based on you know the ability to sleep this weekend alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but. That's not going to be an easy one, especially because uh, they beat Tampa last week. And, you know, that team wants a little revenge, right? And it's at home. So we'll do it then. The Leafs lose 2-1 to the Anaheim Ducks. And we are done talking about games at 1 a.m. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.